Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. So we have some exciting news. Um, We are going to be doing a new interactive podcast episode where we talk about UFO interactions with you, the listener. You can go ahead and check out, listed in the bio, I have a number you can call, leave a message, and I can take that and put it on air or transcribe it, or you can email. So check the bio, give us a call. We're going to be putting in this information probably in the next week or two or maybe a month, depending on how people are going to call. So call in if you have any questions about UFOs. If you have any things you would like for me to answer on UFOs, or if you have any theories on UFOs, and if you have any um, first-hand, second-hand, any interaction, please give a call. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, and today we are going to be doing a deep dive on what has happened with the recent purchase of Barstool Sports back to the original owner, David Portiora. For David Portyard for one dollar. Oh, I bought back one dollar. Yeah, yeah, I bought my, my company back for one dollar. But we had a great relationship with Penn. How much did you sell it for in the first place? I think it was five hundred million somewhere around there. So you bought it back for <laughs> yeah, a buck. Correct. Your net worth is now what? Can you tell me? Well, there's so much, you know. Zeros and stuff, Stuart. Oh. I, no, I, I, I honestly, there's a lot of. What is there's it, 400 million, 500 million? I don't know. I, I, I would have to. You well, if I them. sell Barstool again, Penn gets. Happy. So, whenever we look at this story, people are probably asking why. It seems so strange. So, David Portnor, God, I cannot say his name. Portnor, David Portnor buying back his company, Barstool Sports. Now, this is really interesting because they just sold it back in February of 2023 this year for about 551 million now if you're not familiar with barstool sports you know for me like i probably didn't really i wasn't that familiar with them um i would just see occasion tiktok videos where they take information and you would literally use that information and and go like like just trending topics so barstool sports is really an interesting media outlet right now they've probably really been creating this whole approach that's usually unique of taking memes, taking humor, and creating like, I don't want to say like a bro atmosphere, but that type of comedy where it's a little bit less corporate and more genuine. And whenever we look at this story, we're seeing that he's buying it back for $1. Um, The stipulations of it is pretty interesting. It could potentially be probably one of the most amazing, strange purchases we've ever seen. They say in the last 10 years, but I'm going to say longer. I mean, I don't really remember a time where someone has bought back a company for $500 million for $1. Um, so why did this happen? So Pin, so Pin Sports in itself is a gambling company, um, and they, they gamble. And this is a really big part of Barstool Sports. I'm going to go ahead and play a clip right here where David Portnoy is actually talking on the Joe Rogan podcast. And he's giving the beginning, the genesis, of you will, of so Barstool. So how did you get the idea? Wow. Yeah. So you for Barstool started as a newspaper. So I used to like hand it out, and we had those little news racks outside subway stations. For 48 hours, I'd just jump in my Astro van and fill the news racks, drop them in bars throughout Boston. Really? Yeah, that's how it started. That's how you started? Yeah, it's a newspaper. Wow. 
Yeah. So okay. your own newspaper. Yeah. Wow. I'd wake up like 4 a.m., go to the subway, hand it out to people, like walking by me, and just scream at them, like take the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the motivation to do that? Like, so, how did you get the idea? I was always into gambling, and I so I had a normal sales job. I always knew I wanted to try my own thing. Flew out to Vegas, met with like the casinos. They're all like, "You got to be a dealer. You got to start at the bottom." I was like, "I don't want to do that." Talked to offshore casinos and said. How do I get involved? And they all said, at the, the internet at the time I did this, if you went to a gambling site, fireworks, pop-ups, look like you're getting your credit card stolen. They actually said, get us off the internet, put us in a physical newsletter, and we'll advertise. So I sold like a year of advertising before we launched, and it was a gambling rack. It was like a four-page newspaper, but I sold the advertising, and it allowed me just to morph. So, like, during the course of the year, we slowly moved strictly away from gambling to more, like, men's interest, like, girls and things like that. That's how it started. Wow. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting whenever it tells a story because it's, like, it's full circle. I mean, whenever you hear this story, I, I listened to that clip from Joe Rogan, and I actually remembered listening to it a while ago being like, wow, I cannot believe that's how it started. Um, very simple, simple kind of focus, and then getting to a point of selling for $500 million and then that gentleman has bought it back for $1. Now, the only reason I know about David Portnor is he pops up on my algorithm from time to time as the guy who t tries out pizza. You know, it's like he'll, he'll go and eat pizza, he'll rate it on the scale of 1 to 10 because he's from Boston, so he thinks he has the best understanding of pizza. And that's kind of where Barstool has slowly been introduced. Now, um, as a content provider, whenever you look, they're, they're actually, I would say, doing a better job than most media outlets. Now, why did PIN um, Entertainment or Enterprises want to go ahead and sell it? Well, I think probably um, whenever they bought Barstool, they probably recognized it as a really good investment. They were leaning edge, potentially probably doing advertising and, and looking for that target market of, of men who like gambling, you know, kind of going back to the genesis of it, the basis of it, and maybe they could lead them over and have that situation where they would be gambling more well the only turnaround or the caveat to that is barstool in itself has a lot of um i don't know there's a lot of controversy surrounding by it and whenever you're a gambling company or gambling organization you really want to keep your records squeaky clean so as controversies and issues started to happen i think it probably indicated that there was a changing point and it all started with this one little thing that really shows insight into the difference between David Portnor's leading style and Penn Entertainment. I don't know if anybody's uh, taking notice of what's going on right now over at Barstool, where oh, I saw something. What is going on? All right, let's spend some time. Maybe we'll yeah. clip this out. Let, let's clip this out <laughs> into a separate segment on this, because this is actually a very vindicating, I think, for a lot of the, my theories and our theories around how to run a media okay. company. All right. So Barstool had this guy who worked for them, and he was on the air, and he was singing along to a rap song, because he had the oh, lyrics. No. I already you know. know how this is gonna go. <laughs> he had the lyrics that were in front of him, one of the words that he rapped on the air was the N-word. Okay. okay, so he did that. He turned white as a sheet. Um, he clearly oh was deeply apologetic about it. He said, I shouldn't have done it. He's been very apologetic. Barstool uh, then 
is owned or currently is owned by a larger company called Penn Gaming, a gambling institution. Okay. Barstool did not want to fire him. They wanted to discipline him, whatever. Penn Gaming, the top company, came in over the top and overruled both the CEO of Barstool and Dave Portnoy and said, no, we're going to fire this guy. He's literally getting canned as part of the talent. So there was that controversy that took place, and I think this is probably when Penn Entertainment realized, oh, my gosh, you know, we're about to embark on a potentially big venture. So the venture they're barking on is they, I think they signed – um, a billion, ten billion dollar deal, um, to potentially pay out ESPN for a sportsbook, um, app. Now, sportsbook is where you bet. If you don't know, and and that's probably going to be probably the future of potentially ESPN because we know ESPN cut like, you know, fifty or thirty people not too long ago. Because what's happening is as a result of the streaming service on ESPN, people are no longer really purchasing ESPN, so they're kind of transitioning within the market and they're trying to determine. You know, is is sports betting the way to go? Now, a lot of networks and industries have had a lot of problems. There's been a lot of con controversy surrounded by it. Um, I don't do a whole lot of betting, but whenever you look at the app, you want the interface, I would think, to be super clean, well-adjusted, so you can come in and use it. Now, that's probably what they're going to have to do in the future, but they went ahead and, and gave um, Barstool back to Dave Portnor because they also, Portnor, God, because they also could not sell it because of... Um, any controversies or they couldn't sell it to competitors. So I think there had to be a clause within the deal because they just did it since February that kind of allowed this to happen. Now, if Dave Portnor ever sells Barstool, he has to give 50% of the, the profits to Penn Entertainment. And um, it's like something where Barstool can never open up their own sports book e-commerce site as well. So there's that situation that took place. So you have that happening. So Penn entertainment realized probably that barstool was not the best investment for them the profits they could make gambling and in, in having a relationship with espn is probably what prompted this kind of deal to take place because barstool and espn do not have a good relationship they're always mocking each other they're always kind of going forth and creating a lot of um, issues within the relation but now whenever we look at barstool and i think i was doing a little bit of research earlier and i found this um, article that was written from the great business deal of the last decade from Anthony Pomolino. I cannot ever pronounce anyone's name. And I think he had a really good quote from it or kind of talking about it. And it says, this is kind of going in in, in talking about what Barstool does. So it says Barstool's magic is driven by Let me magic is ahead. driven by charismatic personalities, a cultural obsession with memes and humor and a system level evolution and distribution platforms. Gone are the days of writing long-form, serious content. The last five years have ushered in an acceleration of shareable, humorous content in reaction to the shift in consumer interest and decreasing attention spans. The focus on clicks by media empires was once a recipe for success, but is now a beeline to negative unit economics and the inherent fall from grace that follows. Somehow, a formerly small, unknown sports blog from New England avoided the errors of their idols and figured out the media model of the future. End quote. So that really gives some insight into why Barstool right now is so popular. Now, we're seeing a lot of these media companies kind of fold in, like Vice, for example. And I think there was another one not too long ago that folded in. But Barstool has kind of gone away from that point where you think about clickbait, but they're, they're creating shareable content. For example, if you look at their TikTok, I think they have over 3.9 billion likes. Um, they have close to, I think, 200 million followers or 20 million followers. 
And that content gets reserviced and shared consistently. So what Barstool has done is they've been malleable to kind of what the market needs and what's driving potential price for content. You know, as we all look at content now within social media, the whole horizon is changing. This is why ESPN is getting out of potentially the cable business and focusing on gambling as a ways to um, create revenue and not lose money because of the lack of purchases and potential ad revenue and ad revenue and share. So the future of that is still unknown, but that could potentially end up in a lot of different avenues or ways of determining what will happen to ESPN. But Barstool has stood the testament of time. Now, what do I mean when I say that? They are transitioning into a very hard time for a news organization like this. They keep it light. They follow stories. They provide insight. But what they also do is they create kind of these um, videos that are pretty funny. I want to go ahead and share one for you that they've literally just did in the last two days with David Portnor. And it's kind of showing the, 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 the humor side of it. They have humor. They do the news, the sports, the gambling, men's interests like that. But at the same time, they're able to kind of hit that mark of providing entertaining content. Now, what I noticed is this is actually just posted five hours ago. So it's already showing how Barstool is changing to having the David Pornor come back to the company. It's TS. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Kept that seat warm for you. Yeah. Um, So go on and do some makeout content. Um, given that, you know, you're my boss and our team Portland connection, I wanted to sort of offer you first. first yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Five, ten seconds. No, I'm good. No tongue? No, nope. I'm good. I'll give you like a ten percent, ten percent cut of the profits. You can make up to two, three hundred dollars. Is it, it's like a busy thing? No, I have no desire to kiss <laughs> you tell me. Because it's your own relationship? Nope. Because you're disgusting. I don't put and a male, and I'm straight. So you're kind of getting that like bro humor, sense of humor. He's coming in saying he wants to kiss him in order to create this kind of content. And that's kind of Barstool in a way is is they're doing it. The timing's perfect because obviously it's going to trend because everyone's talking about this deal. There's humor involved, and it's kind of making you feel like that's kind of the the joke you might make with one of your buddies, or it feels very normal. It's not like this corporate entity of media flashing and shining it's like there is this very down-to-earth nature of barstool sports and barstool content i'm a consumer of it and you know i I enjoy it and i understand it but when we're looking at as a whole i mean this potentially is probably the way of the future is providing content that has personality not a corporate interest but you think of david portnor who's a human being you think about all the people on the team who have personalities and they're showing up and they're doing content that's getting more views and likes than what maybe CNN and Fox is doing. So it's creating a new form of media. You know, obviously it's on TikTok, which in my opinion, in a lot of ways, TikTok is potential. I'm saying potential a lot within this, but it's borrowed land. It's like they don't own it as a network or an entity, but they're housing their information on there. They do have a website and, and that's a whole different podcast journey, if you will. But it's showing a transition point that corporate corporate entities don't know how to manage a company like Barstool. It's too much controversy. They need to transition, and they need to keep a corporate engine, corporate interest. And David Portnor is coming in with his normal personality and attitude and revamping it, and we're going to see what happens in the future. So I think the future of Barstool Sports is going to be really, really interesting to see what partnerships 
deals they do to see what can happen in the future for example you know something that'd be crazy if they teamed up with somebody like jake paul and they created new media outlets and they really formed it so that's a potential thought but i want to thank you guys for listening um i appreciate all the support you know it's really hard even though we've gone 365 days you know it's really hard to take a step back from podcasting because i thoroughly enjoy it so please like share follow with all your friends leave comments and you know i'm going to keep doing this until it no longer serves me and at this point it's serving me and i enjoy it and i'll get back to you tomorrow.